0: You have a big job. I do. Yeah. And a fun job. So we talked about this a little bit before the session and uh, I had done some research obviously for the call, for this meeting, for this discussion, but really realized that the scale is much bigger than even some of the things that I found in my research. Can you give us some idea of what the scale is of what you're trying to do when you're trying to integrate all this data for HHS?
1: Sure. I mean, just, I think, to step back and and talk about the organization that is HHS, which comprises about 29 different parts. Um, So the parts that you're most familiar with, like FDA and CMS and NIH and CDC, but it's a total of 29 different um, agencies. And so uh, the enormous amount of information that we collect um, as a byproduct of managing um, all of the programs that we do Um, How do we begin to use that information beyond the primary reporting purposes? So the great statistics that you see and that you you read in the newspapers, but how do we actually begin to leverage that information um, in ways that go beyond that primary purpose? Um, And so that really is the overarching charge.
0: And you've been in place since 2017. And what sorts of things have you done uh, over the period that you've been with HSS already?
1: Yeah. So you know, I think um, we have had a tremendous history with Todd Park and others of really pushing data uh, for researchers and entrepreneurs on what we um, are really proud of, healthdata.gov. Uh, the question was, how are we using those data assets internally? And uh, as as part of really pushing that internal data sharing. Uh, which we can talk a little bit more about, we really think that um, the, the method to do that is by increma- an incremental approach. What I didn't want to spend time doing is spending the next 10 years and doing an inventory of all of HHS's data, because that would just be another inventory of HHS's data. Um, yeah. So what we want to do is really put that data towards action. Uh, we kicked off a lot of this work by hosting an opioid codathon, a thon which um, I know some of that people here participated in. We had about 250 people come from across the country um, to use the 70 data sets that we put together to um, help advance solutions in the areas of uh, prevention, treatment, and usage. Uh, And as we did that work, and in the process of uh, the team really trying to make that data available, we learned a lot of information around how HHS operates when it comes to sharing data assets, whether those are the cultural uh, barriers to data sharing, whether those are the legal and regulatory challenges. Or whether you know technical challenges, so um, uh, making a, a PDF available online is, is not helpful uh, when it comes to making data uh, discoverable and usable, so um, that was our sprint and then since then we 've really spent an enormous amount of time uh, the last uh, the first six months of last year were really about validating those problems um, and, and going to our users, whether those were the agency heads at NI, at, at uh, all of the different parts of HHS or the frontline staff that are running the programs and um, that, that need to have access to the data. Uh, so that was uh, the work that we spent the first six mm-hmm. months on. We released a report in September, which I hope everybody reads. I, I, I always say, it's, I think it's a page turner because it really is, um, it, it's unusual for um, uh, and any organization really to say here are the problems that we're facing. Here are the challenges that we have as an organization when it comes to leveraging our own data internally and that was really our attempt to say we are acknowledging what the issues are, what the challenges are as a first step to then really coming up with a roadmap um, to what the implementation phase should look like. Where
0: can people find that report?
1: So that is, um, you can go on uh, the HHS uh, Idealab website and you'll find the report there. If you Google um, uh, the current state of data sharing at HHS. Okay. Uh, not a very creative title, but that's, if you Google that, you'll uh, land on the report. And uh, it's not a very long read, but I think it really tells you a lot about um, the work that the department, I think, is really a leader in in the federal government right now. So,
0: hhs.gov slash idealab is yep. one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about uh, in this conversation. But you, you mentioned culture already. Yeah. In this, in this sort of discovery process. So how much of the challenge here is around cultural issues? Um, because you've got 29 different agencies, uh, there are a lot of people involved in those agencies. How much of this is cultural? How much of this is really technology?
1: Sure. So, you know, I do want to say that part of um, the way that we operate is, um, uh, and, and it, it seems very natural that uh, within the silos that have existed, we are running independent programs. And so, oftentimes, as those programs are run independently, the data streams are independent as well. Um, and it is a mind shift to say that. Um, those streams should not uh, remain in those silos. That we should in fact have the default uh, way of operating as sharing rather than saying no to data sharing. Uh, So that really is um, the shift. It is, you may say ultimately it's all about culture. Um, because changing the way people have operated for 20, 30 years is really about um, convincing people of the value of uh, data sharing and how it can impact their work.
0: But also the governance structure as well. So there there are good reasons why people are sometimes resistant to change because they've had a way of doing things and they're not sure by making certain decisions if they're actually going to be compromising something. So part of your role is to put together the governance structure around this as well. I heard you speak once where you spoke about... um, the the delay in internal transfers of data were yep. as, as bad or greater than the, the, the delays in external requests for data.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, when I was uh, outside of HHS and, and uh, working with the White House team, it took us a year to negotiate a data use agreement with HHS. When I came internally to HHS, I realized that two different parts of HHS can have the same struggle. The reason being is that uh, healthcare data is heavily regulated. And all the different parts of HHS uh, operate under a different set of regulations and so Um, The risk right now is really all at the individual level as they're negotiating these agreements when actually it needs to be at the organizational level and we need to really um, uh, create a standard approach for how those arrangements are are approached.
0: So you need to break down those internal uh, challenges and structures and and create new ways of working together. By doing that, do you actually begin to create better ways for internal innovation uh, or at least recognize where there's opportunities to reach out? To the, the business community and the technology community, and find ways that you can help to improve the way things are working.
1: Uh, absolutely, I, I, I think as we, um, you know, uh, as we fix our house internally, um, really creating those um, mechanisms for data sharing with external partners are going to become much easier. Um, And then hopefully bi-directional, so not just HHS releasing information, but also being able to have access to additional sources of information that might be much more timely than what we currently have access to. Um, And I always say that, you know, I I think data really is the mechanism um, through which the public and private sectors can collaborate and should collaborate uh, to solve some of the greatest public health challenges that we have today.
0: So, and, and this challenge keeps growing by the minute because the data sets keep growing, right? And, and there, there continues to be more in this, uh, these, these repositories and this architecture that, that creates more challenge while we're sitting here talking about it. So for the, the business community that's here with us, what are some of the opportunities for them to, to integrate and to, to help support some of the work that you guys are doing?
1: Yeah, so I mean, so we've learn. learned um, a lot just through uh, speaking with a lot of organizations that are doing this work. You know, y- there isn't a, really a roadmap for um, how to go from where we are to where we want to be, which is a more data-driven organization. Um, and so I think to the extent that we as a community of, of stakeholders who all care about, um, you know, existing within organizations and certainly within uh, uh, the government space where we want those uh, organizations to, to, to really operate. at at their maximum level um, to be as efficient and and as effective as possible, I think continuing to have those open uh, learnings and and, and sharings is is incredibly important uh, because there isn't right now a roadmap to success. There isn't a pathway that I have. Um, And so we will have um, successes and we will have failures as we do this. And we'll have to learn from how we're approaching it and learn from other organizations that are doing this as well.
0: You mentioned the code that you ran about a year yeah. ago, uh, and that was focused on the opioid epidemic. Right. Uh, what other sorts of opportunities will there be in, 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 for further code around opioids, uh, the op- opioid epidemic, or other areas, yeah. um, and, and more things that are reaching out to the community like that?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, um, as I said, I think at the beginning, we've released over 2,000 data sets for public use. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to continue to um, push on that, and, and if there are um, data sets that uh, people want access to, um, you know, I think it is our job uh, to make sure that we do that in a responsible and, and secure way, but that we um, again help to uh, provide information that can lead to solutions in the private sector. Um, I would say the other approach really has also been through challenges and competitions that we've engaged in, and um, you know, the, the hosting a thon that kept the. Uh, department open overnight, maybe for the first time. Uh, put a few gray hairs uh, for me, um, <laughs> but I sell. would love to do that again uh, okay. b- again because I, I do think that we don 't we don't have all the answers to some of the biggest problems, and uh, I think about sixty percent of our participants for the codathon actually we're not coming from the healthcare field. And so to get people who are bringing such different perspectives to some of the biggest um, challenges, I think is incredibly important. Uh, and um, yeah, I, uh, I would like to do one again soon.
0: So what's moving faster than you would expect? Because government is not really known for moving quickly. So, so let's talk about something positive. What's happening faster than you might have expected it to change?
1: I would say that the uh, that the the push for this work, which really requires. Um a long-term commitment and a long-term investment has mm-hmm. been tremendous. Um, and this is the thing that sort of brings everybody together. Uh, and so uh, the, the work has been actually moving at a very, very rapid pace. So thinking about, you know, validating the problems, coming up with the r- roadmap and the strategy, and now for us to be in the implementation phase of that, both from a platform that enables the data sharing to happen, but also creating an overarching governance model for, for this organization. Um, uh, you know, I, I think, that really, um, you know, I would say um, people think it's hard to start something in the private sector, and I, and I know it is, <laughs> but... Um creating something new in the federal government with the budget cycles that we have, um, with uh, uh, the challenges that we have when it comes to bringing in talent uh, and working in uh, some fairly complicated uh, uh, organizations. uh, That's, uh, to be able to move at the pace that we have, I think is a testament um, to folks at every level who've been involved in this work, not really to me, but to people who have experienced the pain points Of this for the last 20 years and are raising their hands and saying yes we want to come and work on this and help solve this Um, and and we're gonna going to commit you know for the next 5, 10, 15 years to work on this.
0: Well you just mentioned the the time frame because this is a long journey this is not a two-year project or a five-year project this is 5, 15, 20 and beyond. Uh, So what are some of the milestones that we should anticipate as you go through this and and, and create this change and, and this governance structure and sharing structure?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we um, can't let complexity sort of stop us from making progress. So for me, it's really about going use case by use case. So the first use case is uh, really bringing data and connecting data around the opioid crisis. And then we'll come up with other use cases and, um, again, create those pipelines that we need to. the other thing is that we're committed to making everything that we're doing as public and as transparent as possible. Um, so the first report uh, we made publicly available in September um, around the challenges, our roadmap, uh, we hope to make that publicly available as well soon, um, and to get feedback from other organizations and other individuals who um, may have, um, uh, you know, may be in the thick of it as well. Um, and so I think that's, that's, that should be the expectation, this bias sort of towards action and transparency and being able to share that information. I want
0: to make sure the audience in the room and everyone who's watching the live stream can go and find more resources. So you mentioned hhs.gov, healthdata.gov. Where else should they go? What other sorts of things should they look for to find out more about what you guys are doing?
1: Um, so you can go to the HHS um, website, but I would say that uh, uh, the the Office of the CTO website and the HHS Idea Lab websites are going to be where you'll see a lot of the updates around um, the data portfolio for the department.
0: If there's something that startups who are listening to this can do better, um, that that you would encourage them to do, is there is there any key advice that you'd have for early stage businesses? Um, I, I
1: you know I would say. Uh, both from my clinical hat and from my uh, uh, job at the federal government level, um, just validating the problems. Uh, I I hear a lot of pitches from a lot of people um, and, Uh, I think understanding the pain points that uh, your customer has. I know we hear about that all the time, Uh, but come and spend some time with us. We'll, um, you know, be happy to sit down and tell you some of the issues that we're facing. Um, And I think that those are probably going to be uh, true and consistent across um, the healthcare sector when it comes to issues around data and interoperability.
0: Anything that we've got a few seconds left, anything else you want to say that I haven't asked you about?
1: Uh, so, so I will say this, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, uh, wh- why work in the federal government? And uh, my, my pitch to anybody who's ever interested is uh, that there really is no place where you can have more impact at scale and work on some of the toughest uh, problems that are facing the healthcare sector today. Uh, And so, you know, if you wanna sit down and talk about uh, maybe potentially spending some time, uh, there are many ways of of getting involved and we would love to have more people come and spend some time.
0: Please join me in thanking Dr. Amona Siddiqui. Thank
1: you.